Nico here from the GeekCast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. We're here to ask you to head over to Patreon and show us some support. If you've ever dreamed of unlocking the Rob Bass Nude Photo Archive, or if you've been wanting to sponsor the official GeekCast Live pony, go to Patreon and pledge accordingly. That's patreon.com slash geekcastlive. Cartoon Joe here. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like us to do more of it, please be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. Apparently that stuff matters, and we've been not paying attention to it for the past four years. So give us five stars today. Thanks. If you want to get in contact with us outside of the show, be sure to check us out at GeekCast Live on the Facebook machine or check us out on Twitter at GeekCast Live. Nico here, looking for more great content. Just a reminder to check out our good buddies over at waywardraven.com for cool gear, novelties, fun stuff. Check them out. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard for 15% off your order. Check them out at waywardraven.com. If you Player want some coffee. really good coffee. Hello. Roasted coffee. by gamers for gamers. Oh, Get yourself yeah. some Player One coffee at playeronecoffee.com. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. Geekcast Live. And get yourself a certain Geek amount Cast of money Live. off on some first person smoother. Check them out at Check them out at playeronecoffee.com. It's God's gift to gamers. Last week on GeekCast Live. (laughs) Dude, no. Listen, listen. I promise you. Mickey Mouse, tiny penis. It's a trap. Sports fans, welcome to episode 16 of the GeekCast Live podcast. What? Are, are you actually doing it? I am oh, your host, no. TCR, and with me as always. Son of a... Eat it. <laughs> uh, and Cartoon <laughs> Joe! Oh, yeah. That guy. Uh, Married to Suzanne Yankovic. What kind of a name is that? Anyhow. What, Suzanne <laughs> or Yankovic? Eastern Block, for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. I, either. For I was trying sure. to look up some appropriate Weird Al lyrics. <laughs> for uh, our intro, and you beat me to it. I don't want the video for Eat It. Stop. I want lyrics. <laughs> uh, we are sans. Uh... Have some more chicken. Have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried. Just eat it. Does it really rhyme? I, dude, I, it's right off the wiki. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with he's you. He's the king of accordion slant rhyme. Yeah, he's the, he's the I, bard I, of the I, generation. I think he's great. I have no problem really with Weird Al. None. Dude found a S- void and filled it. Squeeze box Stuffed flavors. it. Stuffed it. Yeah. And he hasn't aged in 40 years. No, he's the same guy. He should run yep. for office. He'd win. Probably. There's a platform for that. <laughs> I think there is. For sure. All of his stump speeches would be in that weird slant rhyme of his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which would, I mean, he'd pretty much capture the same... Middle America and and uh, 
Who said that? Samantha B. I think really capture the mark, the the vote of the populace of folks who throw cans in the air and shoot them. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. It's the constituent base there. That's what we're looking for. Did I already mention that we don't have speaking Rob? of that? I think so. We, we yeah. don't. Rob has got the Itis. the jungle fever. I jungle, just, uh, jungle fever. No, then I guess I guess no. No. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what I I read. McGraney, I think. Mm. Uh, like, like chip, chip. Chip McGaney? Chip McGaney. I know that if From I had... He's got, he's got Abinabi flu. <laughs> that is an absolute... That's a great State Farm name. Chip McGaney. And it's, it's, Isn't it? It's his, I'd buy from him. His face on the billboard that just says State Farm, like a good neighbor, and then underneath it, Chip McGaney with two Ps. He's on, he's on every bus bench. Two, two Ps in, in Chip. In, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like in, beating in the Cincinnati market. Looking, he's like a, he <laughs> looks like a like a young Roberts. Mm-hmm. Young and handsome I'm, Eric Roberts. Well, so just so young Eric Roberts. So, yeah, yeah, that's yes. Some old kind Eric of a Roberts. Roberts. Old Eric Roberts is is uh, the opposite of handsome. I picture him as I can't think of his freaking name, but Nathan Fillion's character in Modern Family. Yes, the the the, the, meteorologist. Uh, the meteorologist. That's Chip McGaney. What? It, it, that's what he looks like. What is his name? His name is so oh, good. It is. It's like a stormy or something. Rainer Shine. Rainer Shine. <laughs> that's a Fucking genius. Hey, what did Nick? You're a you follow uh, basketball more than me. When did Kevin Love become like? 64 years old. Uh, you talking about his t- he stopped using the touch of gray? Is that all is that all it is? Well, he's also got he, he also has old white man knee already. Does like he? where it doesn't it doesn't fully extend on the stride. It's right. just there's no there's no flexion in the ankle or knee. It's just <laughs> I run like a hobgoblin. Yep. He's, but, uh, he's constantly he, he's playing he's constantly playing light as a feather. If it's a board, he he puts in work though, man. He 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 can play the basketball game for sure. Yeah, he lives in Cleveland though, so. Well, he was living in in St. Paul. Yeah, I know. So you got all it's these not other like a huge. You got all these other guys who are like, uh, like you know what? I'm going to leave Oklahoma City for the coast. He went. You know what? I'm out of here, St. Paul. I'm going to Cleveland. You can do a lot with thirty mil a year in the in Cleveland. Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you so. could be a patron of many arts. You could eat. Uh, you can. You can get yourself an eerie monster, which is a huge fish sandwich. He could actually import beach sand and sunshine and like warm weather women. I mean, he can actually could, make that happen. You could probably get the river to stop burning. You could probably. Do they burn it in Cleveland? Hasn't the river gone fire since like nineteen seventy four? What? When Who? was the Great Cleveland River Fire? That is uh, I, I'm going to have to Google it. I wasn't aware that they had one. I'm pretty sure there was a Great Cleveland River. Is this fire. the one they're singing about at the beginning of Major League? Is, this, is it the, that one? <laughs> I think so. The Cuyahoga River. 
That, yep, that's it. <laughs> Joe, have you have you have you had a chance to partake in the major league film? Mm, no, no. Uh, if you had to think about it, then no. It's it's my you know, favorite. Does, does, does Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn mean anything to you? No. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. See that? What I would hats, like to hats I would, for bats. I would like to go buy that on DVD. I have it. I am looking at it right now. I I'm looking look, at my I, DVD copy right now. I want to buy it for our younger cohorts. I would like to do like a, okay, everybody, one, two, three, hit play, and then just spend an episode where we watch Major League on the show. It's a standing offer. I mean, it's one of my, well, clearly I own it, so it's one of my faves. But it. <laughs> we were talking baseball in the pre-show banter. Um we're going to talk baseball now since we just talked about old white men basketball. It's, it's my, it's one of the top five sports movies of all time. Yes. My I, opinion. I agree with you. That's, you know what? That's actually a, uh, that would be a very good special feature for the network. I think sport movies. Um, well, that's right in my wheelhouse. Cause I can, I, you know what? I actually think Ryan, you'd be on my side on this, but it's, it's where I, it's where I agitate Trump voters because I talk about how overrated the movie Hoosiers is. Mm. And, uh, and so major league in the top five Hoosiers out. I think, I think Hoosiers teaches a good lesson, but it's not in the top five uh, sports movies of all time. It, it, it teaches that given an equal opportunity, black guys are better than white guys at basketball. It's definitely not. It's not. There's five baseball movies better than Hoosiers. And I can think of. Um, let's okay. Let's name them. Um, uh, we've obviously got Major League. Major League. Uh, we've got the Sandlot for love of the game. For uh, um, okay, I was going to go with uh, Field of Dreams, but Field of Dreams. I could, the, uh, the Natural. The Natural. That's five right, yeah. right there. Five. That <laughs> <Nailed> was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Next song. Basketball needs to step its game up. <laughs> well, basketball has Hoosiers, Air Bud. <laughs> Um, uh, Space one, Jam and that one where Shaq is a college student and the yeah Blue Chips filmed in yeah, uh, wow way to way to pull Blue Chips fucking on the spot <laughs> well Blue Chips was filmed in Frankfurt Indiana no way really uh, my my uh, high school Benton Central was um, lost out to Frankfurt for the that was the arena they filmed in they filmed in Frankfurt that was all the basketball games were in there. Oh, cool! Gym. They were looking for the you know a big auditorium like a coliseum like gym, mm-hmm. uh, and Benton Central's gym is like a, a big domed roof and everything. Um, yeah, if you go to Frankfurt gyms now, they still have the dolphin up on the wall, because they were that was their college mascot in the movie Blue Chips. That's with, cool. With That's a nice Dolby. piece of. Yeah, my uh, my dad uh, bought uh, Jesus. What's his name? Uh, he was <laughs> Al Bundy. What's his name? Ed O'Neill. My dad. Your dad bought Ed (laughs) O'Neill? Yep. Uh, Ed O'Neill. 20 bucks and a chicken sandwich. Uh, He bought Ed O'Neill. He picked up Ed O'Neill's tab at Olive Garden uh, when that was being filmed there in Lafayette. Ed O'Neill was in that movie? Yeah. I haven't seen it in 15 years. Um, Uh, White Men Can't Jump is a good basketball movie. That's a good basketball movie. There's um, some good football movies. Not really. Ooh. Not really. I think if you yeah. had to list five, you'd have to. I, I think it starts and ends with Varsity Blues. You know, for my dollar. Uh, well, remember the Titans in there. 
Yeah, I do also remember the Titans. The original um, unnecessary roughness. Very good call. Uh, not to be confused with that crappy Keanu, the replacements. That's not <laughs> no, in there. That's not in there. What about any? Uh, how pretentious was any given Sunday? It's it's awful. It's it's more of Al Pacino in the cryo freeze, playing <laughs> fucking his greatest hits. That's a shitty movie. Actually, you want so to is watch Friday, it. So is Friday Night Lights the movie? You want to watch a really good movie? Uh, it was on HBO. It was called Paterno. Starring Al Pacino as Paterno. You can suck it. Did you watch that? No. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, they have fucked. They, no. They, evis- no. they eviscerate that. No. Yeah, there's a, a, a shocking. Yeah, he's a <laughs> fucking dirtbag. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, I'm not defending the fucking guy. It was just a really good movie. I, I don't want to watch any more. I don't want to actually lend credence to the state of Pennsylvania, the Paterno family, by watching <laughs> or even talking about. We're moving on. We're moving right past that. Anyway, I was wanting to talk to you. Uh, one of the things about I baseball. hate We're about baseball. youth baseball, uh-huh. youth baseball, and I, I coach um, the minimum age is eight. The maximum age is 10. So I, I coach. That's a, a pretty, that's a pretty wide gap. I coach for, a bunch of like uh, third and fourth graders. Mm-hmm. Okay, I coach I coach eight U, which is pretty much all. It's all seven and eight year olds. So you're so in, you're in eight U. I'm in I'm in ten U. That's what that's what ours yeah. is. Yeah. Um. Because we have we have player pitch up to a certain point, and then coach pitch. Yeah, we are we're one hundred percent player pitch. Um, are there walks? There are walks. There's uh, the only thing that you can't do is um, you can steal whenever you want. You just can't take off. You can't leave the bag until the ball has crossed the plate. Okay. So, like, there's no, like, uh, there's no lead. No lead offs. No lead offs. Okay. One of the things I hate about it is none of these kids get any of my references. Like, our game tonight, we lost, we lost big tonight. And... None of our kids were, it was like they didn't want to be there, right? And I, I, like, I, I get it. It's the end of school, like school is over in two days. Um, it's, uh, it's 90 degrees out at 630 at night, you know? I didn't want right. to be there either. I get it. <laughs> well, we're trying to tell the kids after the game, like, hey, we just, you know, like none of you guys showed up to play tonight. Um, and I started doing the, you lollygagging on the field. Off the field, you're you're lolly. And I looked at my other coach. I said, "You know what that makes them?" And he said, "Lollygaggers." I said, "Lollygaggers." And none of these kids. First of all, none of them have heard the word lollygag. No, you really kind of you kind of overplayed your audience. But the fact that I went, I looked at him. I said, "What?" I said, "What does that make him?" And he said, "Lollygaggers." And I said, "That's right, lollygaggers." And he was. I was like, I'm looking at these kids like, come on, like I you don't. How do you not get it? And then, like, like you're supposed to try to get out of like if a pitch is coming, it's gonna. Hit, you can't just stand there and let the pitch hit you. You have to try to get out of the way. Mm. But that could that can be like just like I mean, just turn your shoulder and you know what I mean. Make an attempt. Well, every time, every time one of them like like flies out of the batter's box. That's the worst. Like, these kids aren't throwing hard. Like the pitching machine is harder. Then a lot yeah, of these kids are throwing. Right. It's not going to hurt that bad. Well, its muscles are more developed. <laughs> right. Well, you like, I mean, I'm sure it's going to hurt. It's not going to hurt that bad. Right. Well, every, no. Every no one's one throwing a 90 mile an hour pitch. No. God, 
Well, every time a kid dances out of the box, I, of course, do the, come on, Dorn. I give him, I give him, I give him that one. And no one get all the other coaches are like, Hey, all right. I like that. That's good. None of the kids get it. Like, why do you just call me Dorn? They weren't even born. Oh, no, that was, absolutely that not. Movie was, that movie was in the $2 bin at Walmart. They weren't born yet. But I, I, what's, what's, I, all my references are so lost on these nine-year-olds. And I'm not surprised that it's lost on them. I'm not expecting them. Can to I get call it. you back? <laughs> Got a guy on the other line about a set of white walls. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not expecting them to get it. It's just, it's one of For my, your own amusement. No, it's like, it's one of my most irritating things that I can't, you know, I want to, I like, there's one kid, he's, he's kind of a big old kid. And I, I keep wanting to tell him like, I want to get him like a Jobu. <laughs> you want to bring a snake in and use it to paint across mm-hmm. on his locker? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Shit, if we had lockers, I would. Right, Ugh. I definitely would. I, I, I use hats for bats <laughs> more often than I would like. <laughs> oh man, Willie Mays. But, uh, yeah, it, it's the worst when, like, as like I said, we're doing player pitch and then coach pitch. It's the worst when it's coach pitch and you put one about. 26 miles an hour right over the plate and young Tommy like triple pirouettes uh-huh. out of the way and right. hits the dirt. Right. And it's like, like, dude, it doesn't get, it, it doesn't get any better than a straight pitch from an adult. Do you get They're now, nowhere near you? Now They're do you nowhere. have to pitch to the other team or does that team? No, coach? no, no. That team's coach okay. pitches. And we have, we have some dumbass rules. Like when, when it's kid pitch, um, you don't. There's. You don't get to take first base, and kids are just getting plunked like fucking, like it's going out of style. Oh, and they don't just. And they don't give you your base because you got hit by a pitch. No, not not. Nope. Nope. No. No. <laughs> take your base. You just gotta. You gotta learn. You gotta. You gotta learn through it. Well, no wonder they're jumping out of the fucking way. There's not even a reward. Well, but then you got the kid that like it's the the pitcher that's the kid pitcher is known to throw, like. Ball four, ball eight, ball 12, just a bit outside. Like it's nowhere <laughs> right. near the mitt. And they, that's the kid that stands still and like closes his eyes real hard. Pray, 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 plunk right in the head. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, one that, the one that should bail doesn't. And then the, the skittish, the skittish kid, uh, it's, it's hard. You got to show all these kids, Simon Birch. The, uh... That's all I needed to know about getting out of the way out of a baseball. <laughs> I mean, but truthfully like anybody who's played little league you get hit once you know you kind of realize okay that All doesn't right. feel good so, so i'm gonna i'm exactly. gonna not let that happen again the uh my my uh two things one of the things i like about it or that i hate about it is when the when the pitch comes out of the, the pit the player's hand and it's like it's Nick. It's taller than you. It's like eight feet in the air. Seen that. And the and the and your batter. I'm I'm a first base coach, and we have no left handed batters, so I get to look at every. I mean, I'm looking at every batter, right? I can. Okay. I, I, there's nothing blocking me from where the ball is coming through. And right. you see it come out of your hands, and you want to yell like, "You're like, don't swing!" And the kid and, jumps and, in the air and swings his fucking bat <laughs> like it's a like it's a battle axe. Mm-hmm. And you want, he lands on the ground and he, and he has a look on his face like, <laughs> like, oh man, shouldn't have swung. And you're like, 
No shit, you shouldn't. Have, if you have to jump, <laughs> you it's a it's not a stroke. <laughs> What's worse though, that one or the one where the kid stands in there, the the pitcher throws a pitch that could be good, but most likely it's somewhere to the dirt and to the left, and you hear the pitch hit the glove, and then the batter decides I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of like follow through, you know, yeah. kind of practice swing. Yeah. Strike. And you're like, what? Like, dude, like step out of the box. You can't. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Just step out of the box. If man. you're going to swing, cool, but let's do it before, before the catchers got it. Oh be man. A good time. Oh man. And then, uh, well, th- you'll love this story. Mm. We're playing a team. Um, gosh, it was early last week. And their third baseman never ran onto the field. He was in the dugout looking for his hat. And the umpire, um, like before the game, we have like a coaches meeting with the umpires before and they go over like, because there's like set rules, but then certain umpires say like, hey, I know in the rules we're supposed to call an infield, like an infield fly rule. I'm not calling it. It will not be something I call, um, you know, hey, here's my strike zone, stuff like that. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we have this meeting with the umpires, and uh, the guy behind the plate says, hey, just want to let everybody know, never done this before. And I'm like, oh, like, cool. great. So your strike zone is, like, everywhere. Um, well, he, <laughs> he, he looks out there, and rather than, rather than saying, like, hey, uh, coach, your third baseman's not on the field. He just says like he just play ball. Yep, he says that play ball. puts his max down and gets in the squat. And our batter walks up there. Well, our, these kids are nine and ten years old. They can't. They're not. It's not. It's not Chris Bryant. He's he doesn't know. Like when he swings, he's not saying like, "Hey, I'm going to do like an inside out swing and take that ball down the third baseline." Yeah, I'm I'm playing opposite field here right. to advance the runner. He hits the he takes the first pitch and hits it right where the third baseman would have been standing <laughs> phantom well and as the as as the guys pitching the coaches are like whoa 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 where's our third baseman where's our third baseman no one there's no time called the umpires don't stop play our kid takes it right down the third baseline and their third baseman's just sitting in the dugout and they're like like mike where were you and he's like i didn't have my hat <laughs> and they, they go to the umpire like why did you like, why did you let him pitch? And the umpire said, hey, I told you at the meeting, I've never done this before. <laughs> and we're like, fair. And that, well, our kid, our kid ran. Uh, he, well, he, uh, he scored. He it was like an in the park home run. And that's always nice. Oh, uh, it was, it was amazing. And the coaches are like, you know, well, you guys got one there. And I'm like, well, I mean, he did hit a pitch. I mean, he just, you know, it's, I actually, I looked at him, I said, I said, the coach, I said, hey, it's a baseball. There's a saying in baseball, hit it where they're not. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe the kid's just got great instincts. Maybe he just knows what the hell he's doing. I don't know. He's exploiting their, their shift. <laughs> maybe um, get your left fielder to be a better left fielder. Right. Yeah. Play in left field. Oh, it was amazing. It was simply we amazing. Had a, we had a, a, a Tommy Fresh behind the plate last game that. I don't know. It was kind of like watching like Frank Drebin behind the plate. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Well, yeah. There you like go. My, my, 
the we're up to bat. <laughs> like uh, their pitcher goes into his motion, you know, uh, releases strike. Right before, before it gets glove. there. Before it oh, gets yeah. there. And I like look at my assistant. I was like, was that me? And he looked at me and like, ah, you know, maybe he's just, he's knocking the dust off, you know, got to get right. his sea legs under him. Right. Next pitch. Release. Strike two. <laughs> what the? You got to wait, son. <laughs> I mean, he did an okay job all game. He's calling. He has, he's, he's improvising his strike zone based on, I assume some sort of migrational pattern. <laughs> of the, of, yeah. Of, of the Eastern albatross. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like stuff. I mean, it happened against us too. Like my guy throws one, like two hops it into the catcher's mitt strike. And then like two of them right down, like right down fifth street. Nothing. I, I thought That's I was going to have to, I thought I was going to have to, and it probably still might. There's this father son team um, that volunteer, and that's the problem. That's the thing. These guys are these guys are volunteers, and so it's like you don't want to get too much. It's also it's also little league baseball. These guys, it's not high school or or there's no real stakes. But it's you know what though? It's like we're trying to teach them. You can't teach a kid not you know to lay off the high stuff when a ball around the eyes is being called to strike, right? Yeah, you give know? them something. So it's you're you're also there to teach the kids, which means you also have to make you have to make good calls. Well, I I have a feeling I'll probably get tossed out of a game at some point for going after the ump. Well, this this or like of going after somebody in the stands. No, the ump. These this mm. father son team. They they if the ball beats the runner to the plate, it's an out. So like, let's say the guy's sliding in the second, but the ball has beat him there. The guy's already calling him out. I mean, you could see him going into his motion. He's getting ready to call, and he'll call it out, and then the tag will be applied. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of these kids don't tag. They don't put the. You know, they don't take the ball in the glove. Like some of these kids right. actually will like. They'll have the ball in their hand, and then they'll tag. You're talking about an option play, not a force out. Yeah, they'll have a ball like okay. in their hand, but they'll tag the runner with the glove, and the umpire will call him out. And you're like, no, you got tagged with the ball. You got the ball in the glove and tag the runner. Yeah. You can't have you can't like have the ball in the crook of your kneecap. Yeah, it's right. not possession. Right. Well, the other so the other thing too is a lot of these kids won't when they tag, they don't tag down like at the base like at the foot. They'll tag high. Well, more than likely, a lot of our guys they they'll slide in and they'll get tagged but they slid under the tag. Yeah. Mm. Well, this this home plate umpire He's 65 years old, volunteer. Um, two times now in a game, we've gotten thrown out at home on a play that we're like, like I said, I'm first base coach. I'm watching down the line. I can like, he, yes, he tagged him. The ball beat the runner. He applied a tag, but he applied it to like his face. And we, we've already, our foot's, we, we touched the base two seconds before, before the tag. You can't call, and he's like, and then one time this umpire uh, called our guy out, and I and I was like, whoa, I don't, I said, did he, I, like, I called it like a little, like a little conference type thing, and I said, was right. he out because our guy went out of the base path or because he got tagged? And he said, from my angle, I couldn't see, so I called him out. That's <laughs> not going to work. I said, hold on a second. 
You didn't see Ty goes to the runner and <laughs> and also I'm not doing my job goes to the runner. I said, "Hold on. You didn't see a tag being made?" And he said, "From my vantage point, I did not see a tag made." I said, "But you call Are you still going to call him out?" He said, "Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I can reverse that call." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Bold move. I was like, "Okay. You know what? I'm going to just I'm going to go back to dugout before I get thrown out of a Saturday morning 10U Little League game because that's the worst well, that's you get I've ever heard. Apparently, the trick is you got to get your your kids to shout Ellie Ellie Oxen free as they slide. They do. Just they while, do. Might work. while we're just making shit up and not playing by the rules. <laughs> right. I'm going to, yeah, right before he tags you, yell TV tag, and then he's going to have to say a TV show before he tags you or you're not out. Right. And then it takes away the, the problem of not seeing the tag. Right. Because he didn't also, hear it. Also, go well, with... Just, just let us play on the honor system. The, kid, the kids will call their own. Just like a, <laughs> right. a basketball game. Right. Like a, yeah, like you're in the park with some strangers because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're on a business trip, but you really want to lace up the sneakers. Right. <laughs> but then on the other hand, so you got all this skullduggery and nonsense that goes on with these kids who are learning how to play baseball. And then you've got what happened tonight where we have this we have this kid on our team who's a really good kid, great attitude, and he's a he's a pretty good catcher. He's just he hasn't really grown into his body yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. But there's this kid who for three consecutive pitches, or sorry, two consecutive pitches, as the ball was coming out of our pitcher's hand, he backed out of the batter's box. Scared to death. Mm. And our tough one. our catcher calls time goes out to the pitcher's mound. They have a little conference. We're not – my my head coach and I, we didn't ask for this to happen. He's just doing it. Goes back, and then the pitcher throws one and bounces it about three feet in front of the plate because their, their coaches told them, I don't – like like Fernandez, you're going to stay in the box. You're going to swing at this pitch. Do you understand? And the kid's like, yes, coach. So our catcher said, well, he's going to swing regardless. I'm not going to give him anything to swing at. So he went out and told the pitcher, hey, bounce one in. And our wow. pitcher throws or bounces about two feet in front of the plate. This kid swings right over the fucking top of it because he's swinging no matter what. His coaches have told him to swing no matter what. And we struck the kid out. And I'm like, they, it was the third out. They could have dug out. And I'm like, did you tell him to do that? And he's like, yeah, man, he was going to swing. I'm not going to give him something to hit. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Good for you, man. Good for well, I, I, you. Uh, coolest. <laughs> our game last night, I, it was a pretty crafty play. I don't usually, wouldn't usually do this, but, and tell me if you find this objectionable. I don't think it is. But they, they made a pitching change, and the kid they put on the mound, it, I don't, it's, a, it's a child. I mean, so take it with a grain of salt. But... His his two pitches that he I saw him warming up and his two pitches were the shot put and the discus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. One was like that push thing that lands short, and the other one was like a fucking wild thing, Ricky Vaughn, where it's going hot and high. Right. And and my kid was leading off the inning, or no, he wasn't leading off. Uh, at, uh, but I told I, I told our kids like. Just don't swing. Yeah, just not, stand there and take take the three balls, and then it becomes coach until it becomes coach pitch. Not know? not objectionable at all. I mean, we uh, and 
So, well, I I did it, and the first kid up took didn't swing, and then um, you know I threw him something to hit, and he you know he got on base, and then my kid was up. A little bit of parental fun here. And I told him the same thing, you know, to just, he's like, really? I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel kind of bad, but just trust me on this. Cause the, he was not hitting the glove. Like right. he wasn't hitting the glove. So don't waste anything. And, uh, yeah, we, we routinely, my son was having the, uh... a little bit of a, of a, of a hitting funk the last game. So we had done some, some swing tweaking during the week and change his bat up and stuff. So whatever. So he took his three and then I came up and I tend to throw a little harder to him because I think he can right. get to it, you know, or, you know, so, or you know what he can handle. Yeah. I know he likes it high and inside, you know, <laughs> right. So that's where you put it. Cause it's coach pitch. I, I did. I mean, I did, but I, I hummed it in there and he smoke showed one over the center fielder's head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And I, this just because I didn't expect him to do that because he's been putting everything on the ground lately, you know, and legging him out. And he smoked it, and they 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 bad news bears it out there, like of course. two guys wrestling for it. But he didn't. He did not break stride. Like he he touched all. He touched them all. There you go. I mean, just just. <laughs> and I'm I'm on the mound, like trying not to be that parent, you know. Right. Like, hey, go 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 go. Nice job. Yep. Good job. <laughs> And so, <laughs> yeah, we, his we first routinely we routinely tell kids to. I mean, we have uh, we we got the signs and everything. And uh, you have steins like you're drinking the dugout. Oh yeah, well I wish sign. No sign, like swing away. Oh oh yeah, oh, like okay. yeah, to tell Merle it. to swing away. Really good for you. Yeah, so we routinely tell them, you know, hey, uh, you're you're not swinging this pitch or uh, bunt or whatever. So yeah, well that's the 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 legendary story of T balls from my dad when him and one of those awesome named people from the block that we always heard stories about but never ever met and they might be made up like Tudemacher or that's not a person you know well anyway that's a school that's a, that's a that's a Catholic elementary school <laughs> Saint Tudemacher Saint Tudemachers right yeah they needed like it was like Saint a, of T ball by the way. <laughs> there was a little league they like needed there was like a coach shortage so my dad and his buddy were like seventh graders and they're like we'll coach uh we'll coach a team of fifth graders sure well all they worked on at practice was bunting nice god so your dad's every, a fucking every, misfit every practice they had all they would do is bunt and everybody would bunt <laughs> well they would just that's what they did they would uh their leadoff hitter would get up, he'd lay down a bunt, and he'd leg it out. The next batter would lay down a bunt, and they'd not have runners on second and first. Then they'd load them loaded. Well, then they'd just they'd do it until people were like, they're going to bunt, so like we're crashing everybody. Well, then that's when they would give the sign to show the bunt, pull it back, and rock one. <laughs> <laughs> and it, they did it. That's all they would do. They won like they won like six games in a row, and then they like made a rule that you couldn't do more than two consecutive bunts in, a, in an inning. Oh, what a bunch of fucking <laughs> homers! Well, and these are this is during the time when Dad was playing baseball. Like he was coaching a team. He was like Pete Rose. He's coaching a team, but he's also <laughs> on a t-ball team. 
and 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 placing wagers at the local. You weren't allowed to use a glove. What? If you were, if you were first, like he was dead was first baseman. He got two six inch long two by fours. What? He got to hold one in each hand. So the third baseman would pick, would scoop up the grounder and fire it over to first, and he had to, that had to catch it between two two by fours. Shut your ass. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can catch a baseball coming from the third baseman with two two by fours, sure as shit, you can catch it using a glove. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I don't either. He said he'd come home and his fingers, because I mean, think about how you'd have to hold the two by four. Right. And how many of those baseballs did you get that just crushed your finger between the baseball and the two by four? Or that, how, is or such, how many of, that is such a Kevin fable. It's such early 70s how you could treat kids. And like they'd come, he'd say, that I'd come home with like a fat lip because it like I couldn't, my timing wasn't right. And so the ball just hit me right in the face. And instead of his dad saying, like going to the coach's house and saying, like, my kid's going to use a glove. Grandpa Elliot said, well, you should learn how to catch a ball with a two by fours. <laughs> Because it was the seventies, and that was when you could like discipline other we have, kids, kids. We have we have pussified our kids. Well, that was back in the day where, like, if your kid was being like a shit on the field, you just like cuff him about the neck and maybe kick his ass into the dugout, and then he wouldn't play. Yeah. And then after the you game, drag him out behind the porta potty and yep. throttle him, and, and you wouldn't have to worry about there. after the game that dad finding you and telling you you're not supposed to touch their kid. Instead, they'd find you and say like, uh, "Is that taken care of?" Or when he gets home, do I got to beat the fuck out of him with a hose? <laughs> You know, <laughs> like I know my kid's a little shit and you're right. He should have fucking, I can't believe he was standing out there with his fucking glove up in the air. Wasn't paying attention. Did you, did you beat him good or did I make him fucking lick mousetraps? Should I make him lick mousetraps? <sighs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah, that's, that's what dad was like. He's like, you know, that's, that was, youth, that's youth sports for you right there. Uh, he was so afraid. No one on that team struck out looking. If you struck out swinging, hey, everybody strikes out. You know, the best hitter only hits 300. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. You struck out swinging. When you got to the dugout, you were getting like, you were getting like kicked in the stomach. <laughs> if, you st- if you struck out looking. Struck out looking. Yeah, you strike out took, looking. If you, if you sit there and stared at strike three. Yep. You're going to walk into the dugout and that coach is going to like fucking punch you in the helmet. You get you get pink belly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You get private piled with a fucking tube sock full of soap. And that's so you should probably swing next time. I might if I can get away with that, I need to institute that because we we take so many damn strikes. Probably not okay. That's Probably a, not okay. Hard, right. yeah, uh, hard pass. Dad said, fuck we you didn't there wasn't anybody on that team that went down looking. You would if it was if it was a full count and there was one close, you were fucking swinging. He's like, and of course that what that culminates in is a lot more hits. You because you can't hit the ball if you don't fucking swing. First of all, swings swings do lead to hits more than than not swings. Right, it's factual. It's everything's satisfactual. But yeah, that's it's such a weird. I couldn't imagine saying, Coach, uh, what do you mean I can't wear a glove? You're going to use these two by fours. That's. That's funny. If you can, it's awful, but funny. If you can play first base with the two two by fours, then surely you could do it with a glove. 
<laughs> I mean, the if technique's could, a little different, but if I'm you on could, board. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's that simple. It, there's some truth. I mean, there really is some old, <laughs> some old man wisdom there. Jesus. I, I wish, I really wish we could be a, a, a skosh harder on our young developing athletes. Yes. It's a, it's a bit tiresome to have to take a third inning stretch so that they can hydrate and have snacks. Well, and that's Cleveland's just getting worked right now, by the way. That's no good. Uh, that's what I, I mean. Uh, my, my son's next step up in baseball is 12 U, which he won't be able to play next year because of his age, but in two years, he'll, he could move up to 12 U. And it's, uh, that's, they throw a little harder. Up well, there. and it's real baseball. There's none of these. Cause even in, in the league where now there's restrictions, this is, if you want to take a lead off a of first, if this is, if you want to, you know, if you get a, cause a lot of times, like I remember when I was playing in, in that league, um, a lot of the re- the easiest way to get on second base was to get walked and on your, while you're running down to first, don't stop. Because most kids what? aren't most kids aren't paying attention. They're they just threw their fourth ball. They got their head down. They're they got their glove off. Just run to first. Our coach made us run to first base on a walk and then turn and just if if the pitcher was looking the other way, keep going. I don't think that's legal. Sure it is. Okay. Who am I to say? I mean, it doesn't yeah, sound well, legal. Who am I to say either? I just I know I did it a lot. 192 pages of rules. I'm not sure. Well, and hey, and there's another 300 pages of unwritten ones, which is fucking right. stupid. It's, it's the it's worst. It's the stupidest sport with rules. Major Major League Baseball is such a they can't get out of their own way with unwritten written rules. And that's the funny thing is there was actually uh, like Jerry Krasnick or something wrote a book on the unwritten rules of baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the name again? I believe it's Jerry Krasnick. Okay. I believe you're right. I thought that I thought there was an ER at the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote a book on the unwritten rules of baseball. And if I remember correctly, the first paragraph actually says like, by me writing this book, they're no longer unwritten rules. So I don't know if I should continue to write this book. He's going to be walking, like getting coffee one day and somebody's just going to fucking throw a 92 mile an hour heater right between his shoulder blades. Yeah. Fuck you, Krasnick. (laughs) Hey, and that is the show title. Just so you know. (laughs) It only took us 47 minutes. It's been 50 minutes. Little League baseball talk. Yeah, a fucking baseball talk. And then me using the F word too much. And we haven't talked. We haven't yet to talk. We haven't talked about Deadpool or Solo. Oh, we're not talking about Deadpool. That's why I've been talking about baseball. Okay. <laughs> All right, we won't, we won't say it. Hey, I will say we're this. talking about Solo. What did, but, you, what did but, you think about the first Deadpool? Did you love it? I did. I was lukewarm. I, I, I loved it shocked, probably Joe. because. Didn't hook you? Yeah. Right. Well, well, Joe gave it a solid nine minutes. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. If the opening scene didn't hook you, there's not much the I can do for it. The opening scene was excellent. It was the rest of the movie that was kind of like, eh, this is fine. Well, it's I, no, I think no, if, if, you, if you it's, liked, 
if you liked the first one, you'll like the second one. If you loved the first one, you'll love the second one. Does that make any sense? I yeah, uh, I, sense. I did because I I went we went as a, on a date to that movie and it was surprisingly like date friendly. It's a great and it's funny. a great date movie. It is a really good. Date I movie. actually I actually thought the second half of the original Deadpool it kind of lost some steam. I like th- trying to wrap up their story arc and stuff. Th- um, this movie, just so you know, is more of a love story than in the first one. How is that possible? I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoiler spoiler territory for you. Yeah, uh, I will see it between now and next week. We can it's, talk about it next week. Sure. It's it's very good. It's very fun. It is a great date movie. Um. <laughs> Uh, I got a logic complaint though with good, rich, quality theaters of America, especially the one well, in West Los Angeles. Indiana. Indiana. Good, rich, quality theaters. No, it's because what they've decided to do is. And remember when you were a kid, you went to the movie theater. The movie theater was like forty-seven degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like during the summer, there was like, man, you can go, to, you can go see a movie and you like cool down and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was like for going sure to the pool, summer. but for but yeah. for introverts, right? <laughs> Um, uh, Joe, when we went and saw Infinity War, remember how fucking hot it that was, was? Yeah, it was like it was like walking around Gen Con. When we went and saw Deadpool, that way too. Oh I, well, yeah, yeah. it's the same clientele. But when we, when we went and saw Deadpool, Dude. it was ju- it was just as hot in the other theater across town. Both of which are good, rich quality. It was fucking. I was the seats are vinyl. First of all, they're not yeah. they're not like that breathable cloth. And I'm, dude, I was. Uh, I prefer dot wave seats. I stood up and had like a quarter cup of water in my ass. Uh, uh, you, you could have told that story with a different, in a different way, I think. Than that. <laughs> then ended with that? Oh, sorry. That's just what it felt like. You could have set that up. But there's a variety of ways to convey that point. It's less. I was really sweating. Vivid. Oh, well, that's a, I feel that's a shame. <laughs> it was bad it's, it's so that's uh, there's one ceiling fan running on like low like drive to the next town I don't have a theater dude, dude there isn't I, we don't have oh my god man I don't have that option I did drive to the next town that's the theater I was in <laughs> oh, sucky <laughs> so that's uncomfortable and uh, and I read the uh, full plot synopsis for Solo. If you guys want to know what happened, um, <laughs> touch on touch on a couple things, but don't get too deep into it because I do have to see that, unfortunately, and I don't want it to be too well, too much. My wife is very excited about it, and that's a shame. Yay! Some spoilers right? going forward here. If you don't want to listen, turn off now. Uh, Keep it mild. Yeah. Um. No deaths. No deaths. Okay. No. Uh, okay. Um, it's about Han Solo. No reveals. No reveals. No deaths. <laughs> uh, Chewbacca's in it. Uh, so is uh, Lando. Ruined. <laughs> Fuck. And so is a character from the prequels. Ooh. Interesting. Anybody that I would give a flying flip about? You're gonna you're gonna give a flying flip about it, whether you're 
Uh, yes. Let's if say it's yes. Jar Jar, I'm leaving the theater. Let's just say. <laughs> let's just say it's Jar Jar. Let's just say you're going to have a reaction. Oh God, it's Boss Naz. Whether it's a good reaction or a bad reaction <laughs> is up to you, and up to you and alone. Boss Nass. We saw ready to do awesome pot. How did that movie get made? How did that movie actually get through post production? I don't know. There was a Drugs, guy, I assume. Captain Panaka, in that movie. <laughs> Fucking. Mm. Yeah. I've said that word too many times. Nostalgia made it so that no one thought they could question George. Even though all of the Ridge Tridge was made by questioning George. Right, exactly. They they he Caligula the crap out of that. Oh. He needed some Lawrence Kasdan to smack him upside the dick. Yeah, there was uh too much. Probably no, too much. There was un- <laughs> the, those prequels were unbridled uh <laughs> Donkey no, fodder. Yep. Unbridled donkey fodder. No one that's actually Let me Banta doo doo. <laughs> if you will. If you will. <laughs> Boss Nass. Priceless. Ah. Man, I remember watching that at your house like two years ago. Yeah. It's unwatchable. I was weird. I don't know why I liked it when I was ten. Good question. The crazy thing is, uh, like Mac was like the prime demographic, and it couldn't keep his attention to save his life. No, no, he couldn't. He, um, yeah, he can't watch it. Mm -hmm. It's 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 they are they're unwatchable, but they are they're in the they're they're canon. Yep. Yay. Qui-Gon Jinn. Is and that like, the answer? Is that, is, that a little, is that the character for the prequels? <laughs> no. 25 minutes of pod racing. It was! Sio, Sio Bibble. And they gave you so much information about that little lizard. Yeah. Uh, golf hat. Yeah, and they had um, they had like a poker visor, like a, a two necked, two headed, like color commentary, play by play team. Thing. Both of them voiced by Norm Macdonald, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible! It's horrible. Dalte. Are you looking up pod racers from the pod race scene? The pod racing scene? Are we losing? Are we losing? Now? I think so. I think so too. I, you know what? Let's do- wife and kids. Huh? I should have to watch them explode against the stalactite. <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm, I want the list of pod racers. The Boonta Eve classic pod racer pilots from StarWars.com. Here we go. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yep. I'm so into it. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Sabulba. Uh, the announcers were a Fode and Bead. Oh, uh, don't forget Odie Mandrell. 
and Ben Quadraneros and Rats Tyrell. Rex Tyrell. That's the one. Oh, Rats Tyrell. Excuse me. Ah, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. Odie Mandrill. Anakin oh. had two little fucking slave pit crew guys named Wald and Kitster. Mm-hmm. Fucking Kitster. Amazing. Jesus Christ. The Boonta Eve classic. <laughs> you made Nick leave. Anakin Skywalker survived across the finish line first, earning not only accolades, but his freedom from slavery. Kill me. So bad. Hey, so what are you geeking on this week? I finally saw Black Panther. Oh, yeah? I did. Didn't like it? Watched it? No, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. it um, I went in with my expectations way too high, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, waiting three months and hearing nothing but it's the greatest really made it hard for me to watch uncritically. <laughs> it's hard for you to watch anything critically. Let's be no, honest. No, that's true. That's true. So I liked it. I still, I think it's, it's definitely uh, in the top four Marvel movies okay. that I've ever seen. That was weird. It might even be the top one. I, I need to see it again a little less critically. The ending I thought was pretty weak. Yeah. Um, what did I miss here? What are we on? Uh, we're, 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 uh, after reading the uh, the names of the participants in the uh, Boonta Eve Holiday Classic Pod Race, uh, we've moved on just to the the, the Geek Weekly, the Rainbow oh. Road of Pod Racing. God, how do we get there? I don't know. It's it's, a, it's actually pretty sad. It really is. I'm still reading the the character names for Phantom Menace and just shaking my head. Odie Mandrell. <laughs> it's. I, I don't want to repeat them. I'm not repeating any of these. <laughs> Captain Plocoon. Plo oh, yeah. Oh, Plocoon. Oh, Plocoon. The Jedi Master. Yeah. Sure. It's one of my favorites. He looks like a human catfish. Ki Adi Mundi. Oh. Ah. Bead. <laughs> Just seek. Melee. <laughs> Eathcorn. Seek melee Eathcorn. <laughs> that's all three different people. That's, that's my, three different characters. That's my. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> Yariel. That's my free name. That's just melee Mundi. <laughs> that's your free name when you live uh, out a bunch of uh, when you live in the the free societies of America. Right. Who is right. Seek Adi Ploof <laughs> or whatever he said? I don't know. Right. God, this is bad. I've forgotten what the last one was. I remember it's Seek Melee. Because I think that's badass. And, and it's easy for me to word associate because Seeks carry those ceremonial knives, which are only good for melee combat. They're too unwieldy to throw. <laughs> Seek Melee. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a show I'd watch if they actually used them for something other than ceremonial garb. Nick, give me two more names from that movie. <laughs> Axmo. <laughs> no, stop it. You made that one up. I'm sending it right now because I also just discovered that Peter Serafinowicz was actually in that movie, what? which is amazing to me. <laughs> You're say that Peter Serafinowicz was one of the names. Yeah, that's an actor. Yeah, it, it, you'll know him when you see him. 
He's he's a. Uh, he, you'll see him here. He's he plays classic like British guy. He's great. He's the, he's the new tip. Yeah. yeah, he's in a fuck ton of. He movies was also and stuff. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so there, there's Axmo and Peter Serafinowicz coming your way. Uh, we've also got Deepa Bilaba and Yeriel Poof. <laughs> it's like they stole our memory cards from when we used to play NASCAR. Yes, it's amazing. It's, it really is. It's just oh. outlandish. And actually, it's not. He what they weren't by Norm Macdonald, Joe. They were voiced by whose line is way alumnus Greg Proops. 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 Excellent. Yep. Proops. Senator Lop Dodd. Oh, it's spelled that way. All right. Yep. I mean, seriously, you didn't even try. You named this senator after Senators Lot and Dodd. <laughs> Also known as Graga. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Still Sheev Palpatine. Sheev. Still my favorite. Sheev. Anyway, Joe. Well, this show, this, this oh. show was, uh, so was you, a thing. You were, you, so. were, you were geeking on... Uh, I was geeking on Black Panther. And I will say, I'm, I'm not going to say anything negative about it, but um, my, my absolute favorite thing about it is the uh the sort of what would sci-fi be like if uh like how would non-western people imagine sci-fi and like how would african people build a uh a huge city like this with no like square buildings or a grid system i thought those things were were really cool and really nice touches um and i was especially impressed by the uh uh take over the car and then you're going to drive a hologram uh, yeah, machine. I thought that was badass. Was this your first time seeing it? It was. It was at long last. Hmm. Yep. I could finally rent it on Amazon Prime. It's on Prime now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look at that. So, not for free. You got to pay like six dollars. But why would you do that? Because I didn't want to buy it. Well, for like, okay. Well, I guess that's true. Oh boy! Okay, buy it would have been twenty, and I didn't want to spend twenty dollars on it. Then you can watch it again, or you can Redbox it for two dollars. Uh, Redbox it had it sold out, and uh, I did watch it again. I watched it three times while I had the rental. Huh. I wish children upon you. <laughs> Thanks. I wish mm-hmm. I wish children upon you. Speaking of which, what are you geeking on this week, Nick? Um, I am I am debating whether it would be better if you had to pick one. Is it better to watch The Phantom Menace or just Billy Zane's The Phantom? Billy Zane's The Phantom. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Xander's Rex begins and ends with the letter X. That's excellent. That's wow. Wow. Treat Williams blast out of nowhere. <laughs> You win. Uh, I don't think I'm geeking on anything, honestly. I think I was geeking on baseball. We talked about that. Um, I, I would love to be able to go 
to the movies, to the cinema, and then I would be geeking on Deadpool or a rewatch of Infinity War, but I have not been able to accomplish either of those things. And you're like, oh, I know I'm geeking on. Gardening. Ooh, yeah, how, I got how's, you. How's that? So jealous, to be honest we with spent, you. We spent the weekend, when it, the parts that weren't raining, pretty much working on the house, and we were out at the grandparents' farm doing barn cleanup and uh, enjoying like some actual spring weather and planting a lot of flowers and pulling a lot of weeds and all that sort of domestic stuff. I, so I hear you that, man. I'm geeking on the green thumb and the dirty foot or whatever, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Sam Gamgee geekery. It, it, it really is. And, and, and we did have some good food. And there was some good food, some first, second, third breakfasts to go along with it over the weekend. Excellent. Ate good. So, uh, Rod, did we get to you already when I was in the ether? No. No, but I'm going oh, to second uh, your, you? uh, I'm going to second your, uh, you know, try to do an our part to clean the earth. Uh, we put in uh, 67. Norway spruces. More trees. Nice. Uh, we put How many in are you a, up to now? Uh, well, let's see. We put in 67 Norway spruces. We put in uh, 10 black spruces. That's 77. We put in a, uh, a great western willow. Ooh, and a mediocre western willow. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the most uh, average Western Willow you've gotten a lot. <laughs> well, this one's real sad. So that's that's 67, 77, 78. Uh, we oh, transplanted. Geez. There was two maple trees that were growing in our, uh, in, like, the, the berm that separates the property from the, our neighbor. Mm, very so we, uh, we, we dug those up and put them in our yard. So that's two maple trees. Uh, and then we had, so that's. That's that's and then we put uh we did tomato plants we did some poblano peppers, um I accidentally bought I thought I bought three poblano pepper plants uh we bought two and an heirloom Tabasco plant. Interesting. Which is yeah, which is interesting. I did not mean to purchase it, but it's in the ground. It's how do those uh, do the bottles just grow right on it or? Yeah, yeah, that's it's, amazing. And, and, I, it takes like a hundred years for those to develop. Well, yeah, because it's it's uh, I mean it's. You got a lot of heat and sand, mm-hmm. um, and then there's, uh, then when you're ready, a guy named Frank comes by and blows the bottles. It's really, mm-hmm. it's pretty neat, actually. What's nice is when it's done, you can put that shit on everything. <laughs> and if you're if you're Aunt Gail, you can carry it in your purse. <laughs> uh, oh boy! Um, oh boy! What I've actually been geeking on, I uh, uh, shout out to uh, a listener. Uh, and good friend uh, Tori Stanley, who challenged me to read fifty uh, some books this year. Um, she's also trying to read that many books. I'm on like I think it's book twenty three. I'm about ready to finish tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, so I'll be halfway there. Um, but it's, you're counting audiobooks, aren't you? I am. I am counting audio. Um, I just listened to my very first Christopher Moore book. Um, and I, guys, I can't recommend them, uh, more. And it was actually recommended to me by, uh, Laura Kahn. Um, Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I'm currently reading, um, Island of the Sequined Love Nun by Christopher Moore. And guys, it's amazing. 
It's truly, it's absurdist fiction. It's, it's a, it's a silly book. It doesn't take a lot of higher thought or, you know, it's just, a, it's a good, it's funny as shit. My next book though, by him is going to be called secondhand souls. Um, if I could read you the blurb, please, uh, doing the job of death didn't quite work out the way you had hoped. Now you're trapped in the body of a 14-inch tall meat puppet with a giant dog. Things could get what? weird. <laughs> I love that it's second person. That thrills me. Yeah. There's a there's a uh it seems to me like a lot of his books don't have like a recurring ther- like a recurring character except there are a, a few um The Chronicles of the Pocket Fool. There's a uh there's um two books that follow uh, the the fool one of them is called the serpent of venice um uh pocket the diminutive english fool is on venice where he's managed to make a lot of enemies a senator a merchant and a soldier and only one friend a moorish general called othello who has troubles of his own uh so it's not the merchant of venice it's the serpent of venice um he's, just, he's got a he, he's got quite he's got probably 20 some books um one of them i've been told there's one called lamb uh which is a uh, 30 years of christ's life were never told now his rascally childhood friend biff has been raised from the dead to tell that story uh lamb the gospel according to biff christ's childhood pal i love that yeah is it is it uh, I'm assuming you haven't actually read it, yet, but I would like to know once you've read it if it has anything to do if if it like uses the John Prine source material in any way. <laughs> Boy, I hope. Right. I hope it does. Absolutely. Jesus, hey, the missing years. The worst kind. Uh, the story of Biff has to tell has to tell is a miraculous one, filled with remarkable journeys, magic, healings, kung fu, corpse reanimations, demons, and hot babes. Even the considerable wiles and devotion of the Savior's pal may not be enough to divert Joshua from his tragic destiny. But there's no one who loves Josh more except maybe Maggie, Mary of Magdala. And Biff isn't about to let his extraordinary pal suffer and ascend without a fight. So, yeah, Christopher Moore. Christopher Moore. I've rarely been more excited for fiction in my life. Uh, I've, I've truly enjoyed Island sequined love none so i'm intrigued let me see if i can where did i have that lamb is on hoopla joe it will be my next book excellent uh i love here i was uh i was just looking online i I typed in christopher moore and uh the title of this book intrigues me the lust lizard of melancholy cove (laughs) yep what yep all right Yep. What happens when a town goes off its mm-hmm. meds at once? Libidos rise, and so does an ancient, lonely sea beast looking for company and a snack. <laughs> the stupidest angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas in Pine Cove, and someone just killed Santa with a shovel. But the angel mm-hmm. has been sent to perform a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it's oh, fucking man. great. It's fucking great. And I'm... I just... I... I I'm recommending it because I had a good time listening to it. So I'm, I'm all about it. Well, and like I, I realized recently, uh, people kept accusing me of being a nihilist for liking Rick and Morty, 
It's like, I'm not a nihilist. I'm an absurdist. And that is why yes. I find that show so funny. Yeah. Neo Dadaism for the win. Goth girl Abby for something dark and exotic to happen to her. And now her dark lord has chosen her as minion to do laundry and battle a giant vampire cat. I a love story by Christopher Moore. I need these as a Netflix series. Yes. I agree with you. So that's what I'll be geeking on. Chris Moore. I love it. Roger that. Tune in next week for uh, Rob. More absurdity. Like Asana, give us a rating. Preferably five stars. You can say whatever you want in the text. And go to Tell pay- us about baseball. Yeah, talk about baseball. What you, what you hate or like most about Little League sports in general. And then, uh, you know, subscribe and, and maybe donate. Or and then a friend. take a nap. Yeah. Maybe go to patreon.com slash geekcast. Make yourself a grilled cheese. Yeah. With more than one kind of cheese. Buy us some grilled cheeses and some beers to go with it. Mmm. Also, delicately pick a jam to go with your grilled cheese. Like a song or like, like a strawberry? Yes. Okay. Give me uh, uh, I need like Al Green and some orange marmalade? Is that yeah. what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. What, what cheese yep. would you pair that with? Like a Gouda? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be like a, a kind of a, a, little, a little creamier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little tart. The orange marmalade is a little tart, so I want a little, a little sweet cheese. Maybe a Gouda and like a uh, Munster, maybe. Nice, like a like farmer's, a, like a farmer's cheese. I like a, a Havarti and cheddar with blackberry jam, and some Miles Davis's bitches brew, mm-hmm. and and a nice porter. Puddles pity party Mad World cover. Good night, for fuck hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Next week on GeekCast Live. I am looking up some Weird Al Yankovic lyrics. Check this.
check, baby. 